The views and opinions expressed on Eye on the Triangle do not represent WKNC or NC State student media. You're currently tuned into Eye on the Triangle here on WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh. Hello everyone, this is Brian Jurado, the Public Affairs Director here at WKNC and host of Eye on the Triangle. For today's episode, I made the trip to downtown Raleigh on the side of Capitol Boulevard to meet with Cody Charland. Cody's on the board of Skate Raleigh, the team that is bringing a skate park to downtown Raleigh. We discussed the importance of skateboarding to the Triangle and the process of turning a vacant area into a new skate park for the city. Following Eye on the Triangle's interview with Skate Raleigh, Technician News Editors Heidi, Emily, and Abigail will share their weekly news. So stay tuned to learn more about events and news happening around the Triangle. Hello everyone, this is Brian Hurado with Eye on the Triangle. We're currently in downtown Raleigh at the future home of the Conlin Family Skate Park. So we're all very excited about today. I'm with Cody Charlant, who's part of the Skate Raleigh team, who's been in development of bringing the skate park over here to Raleigh. Yeah, thanks Brian. So um, my name's Cody. I am a local to Raleigh. Uh, have been here for a few years after spending some time out west. Um, just graduated from NC State last year, Go Pack. And uh, part of this, the impetus for getting this started was, hey, we're just without it. Um, Raleigh only has one pretty decent public skate park right now at Marsh Creek. And it just seems like, hey, let's see what can happen if we can get some momentum, the right people together, the right purpose the right jobs and you know just all the kind of planets aligning to get something going and we just can't stop it at this point it's snowballing everyone's saying yes to doing it especially the city of raleigh um, the city of oaks foundation for helping being our fiscal agent for nonprofit sponsoring um, and really the site here at smoky hollow it just doesn't need to be a parking lot anymore that's like fenced off gated off locked up let's get some people out here let's make it a safe spot to skate and um, especially with RPD, Raleigh Police Department, they've been super supportive out here. Uh, the guys that we talked to that bring them out to the site are former skaters on, you know, patrolling the streets, and they want to see it happen. They want to come out here and skate with people, so shout out to RPD for supporting us. It's been incredible. I think the skate community here in Raleigh is very deep, and I feel like everybody kind of knows each other within the skate community here. Yeah. So it's pretty, like, incredible just based off the site that you're right next to Endless Grind, which is, like, a pretty historical yeah. skate shop that's in the area. So just kind of moving forward from that, what, what was the process in like bringing this idea or pitching this idea in terms of just kind of getting that city to start moving? Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, you can't do anything without uh, Reggie Barnes's help, uh, especially behind his shop in Raleigh. I mean, he's just the epicenter of all things that happen here. And, and Reggie's global at this point. Like he's sometimes he's oftentimes he's not in the country. He's traveling, skating, you know, just traveling, uh, vacationing all around the world. Um, and he was one of the first calls we made. But I think it just makes too much sense to have uh, a spot, uh, the next skate park, right behind Endless Grind. And, um, man, it, like, it's it's weird how the skate scene has been basically so resilient on finding spots uh, around Raleigh, building spots around Raleigh, DIY spots around Raleigh. Especially after, um, what was it, Vertical Urge disbanded, you know? I believe so, yeah. Like I know that there's over been a, decade a, ago. a couple DIY spots that have kind of spotted here, up here and there, but... And I'm not going to go on record of where they go, where you find these spots. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe it's near your local cemetery. But um, 
you know, that's what we really want to do. We need extra sp spots and spaces. And this isn't the only spot. Like, we're working with the city to really help, um, you know, make Raleigh a, a skatable city again. But the city's been wonderful in helping, realizing, and they've had it in their own plans, I think, just waiting for the right team of citizens to come together and really, you know, not only be a sounding board, but a doing people to get stuff done. Um, they give us the site to lease here. So as soon as um, construction starts with the Smoky Hollow Park, we're, we have to, you know, temporarily move this. And, um, you know, we're going to find a way to get all the equipment and all the stuff that we have elsewhere around the city. So we're, we're doing that now. We're, like, thinking three moves ahead about as far as, okay, what does this look like in three to four years? We're going to be here at least two years at Smoky Hollow. Great. And just in the process so far, I believe that you guys are very much moving forward. There's been a... I believe ground broke last week. Yeah, yeah, you can kind of yeah. see it right there. There's rubble, uh, so we're at the site. We're right beside Capitol Boulevard, uh, going in downtown, so you can see the skyline uh, in view of where uh, we started breaking ground. That was just largely ceremonial, but construction should start this month. It only takes about eight to ten weeks to get everything ready, so it's going to happen really quick to make this site skatable. And we'll have a ground opening sometimes, or a grand opening sometime this summer. But, um, yeah, construction crews will be here fairly soon to get everything paved over. The site's already been graded. It's been used for so many different things. And then we'll start putting some ramps some boxes, some rails out here to make it like a plaza-style skate park. And what has been, like, some of the major setbacks that you've uh, had so far, if you've had any? Gosh, that's a good question. I think there's only finite resources to go around. You know, the initial wave of, hey, I want to sponsor this, I want to donate to this, I want to contribute to this has slowed down a bit just because we raise a lot of money really fast. So that's the only thing. Everything else has been like weirdly uh, momentous for us. So we just have a lot of people saying yes to things, wanting to help out to things. And uh, I mean, today I probably had like 20 emails I responded to about the skate park. Um, so I would say the money is like one of those things that's slowing down. So here's what we're doing to contribute to that, to fix that. April 16th is a big fundraiser at Union Station downtown in the rail station. And we're pulling out all the stops. We're basically throwing a circus indoors uh, with a silent auction for custom skate decks uh, to raise money to give us, like, not only over the hump, but to finalize our fundraising goal. Um, we have enough money now to get everything paved and ready to go to make this a designated skate spot. But the more money we raise, the better it can go. Um, it's, it doesn't take much. So I think if you're listening to this and you're available on April 16th, Come on out, go to our website. It's called All Aboard, and we're selling tickets for it right now. Uh, it, beyond that, we'll always like work to basically take contributions, money. Um, beyond that, we've started our own 501c3 with Skate Rally, so we can you know keep building skate spots, skate dots, and skate parks around town. That's basically how I heard about the plan. Yeah, was just basically off those waves of buzzes that y'all have been kind of creating. Yeah. So I know that there's been the pop-ups like at um yeah as Union well Station as, or Union Station. And then there was also the pop-up at Moore Square Park, That's which right. is actually how I ended up finding out about it because my roommate works at one of the coffee shops, and he's like, dude, there's a bunch <laughs> of skateboarders just, like, right here yeah. at Moore Square Park. And typically, I mean, skateboarders have been skating there for a little bit, but they're not usually as welcome yeah they get right. kicked off after a while yeah. so i'm like huh i wonder what's going on typed it up and then that's how i basically found out to be all about y'all and it's been incredible yeah so cool i guess you do have that event cape coming up april 16th is there yeah. anything else that you've got to got some future plans for to yeah, keep that yeah, buzz yeah. Going? yeah so beyond that we'll have a, gra uh, a big grand opening once the park is skatable you know once we worked out the kinks and the bugs about hey everything works everything's going well we'll throw a big party out here on site uh, beyond that, we're still going to do pop-ups because basically we're testing out different spots in Raleigh to see what works. Um, you know, I think with any parks project, 
with any renovation, with any restoration like Moore Square, hindsight, uh, you know, it's 2020. They wish we wish we could have done things differently for that park. Um, you know, I think a lot of the elements there have some like anti-skate protective measures. You know, not only that, I think they're working for the displaced persons there to like, you know, make sure it's not basically a, a, a bedroom for sorts out there. But like, hey, both of those things, people, that's what people need. People need to sleep and skate. So, you know, we're working with the city to show like, hey, this isn't like skaters and anyone of the kind isn't like some type of vagrant community. We're really working to show like, hey, this is how people are using this community. This is how people are needing this community. What can you do to provide for this community? And we really want to be a data point of like how to safely do that and accommodate everyone, skaters and beyond. Like, hey, this is parks are meant to be used. Sorry, it's not the way you intended, but this is like, you know, this is what the people need. And the city of Raleigh has been really responsive in saying like, hey, we're, we're learning, we're doing this too, and let's do it better next time. Yeah, I've, I believe that just based off articles that you guys has, has republished as well in cities such as Rome, the benefits of skate parks is like are incredible, just in general, bringing in that community and just kind of both as a learning ground and as people that have been continuously like doing the sport. Yeah. It's kind of nice to have that one community all like in one section, and I don't think cities know how important that really is. Yeah. Especially when a lot of the time skateboarders are very much like pushed to the side and they have to go to basketball courts or just random parking lots. They skate there for like 30 minutes and then they're kicked off. <laughs> so it's just kind of like moving from spot to spot has been like the skateboard culture for the past couple of years. Yeah. So it's like it's been very nice, especially here in North Carolina where you go to parks in Durham and Apex where they're all kind of like rooted into one space now in the city and they're actually being accepted and it's it's a lot more of an accepting community than what it used to be when I was like 10 years old and when I first started skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. It might have been like your first interaction with police then of like, you know, hey, I'm just I'm just playing a sport. Yeah, I'd be like 14 <laughs> in a parking deck and I'm getting like kicked off or just trying to learn an ollie. I'm like, huh. So it's just kind of there always been has been that back and forth in the skate community. Yeah. And it's been very like strange, but like very nice as of late when I'm growing older and like you're seeing this kind of team teamwork essence to it yeah. and there's cities building more parks it's just a lot more of an accepting community than what it was when I was younger and you know the mindset with Raleigh is that it's uh, a city within a park so like there's so many park spaces here especially per capita in comparison to other cities globally like we have an abundance of parks and so our parks and recreation and cultural resources department they have to do so much and there's been so much that's built that they're caretaking but now it's being revised. It's a lot of it's being, you know, renovated. A lot of it's being restored to like modern purposes. So that was last year, the city of Raleigh passed a huge parks bond to like raise money to help throw and fix some of these problems and like update their parks. So that's what we're really working for is like helping them trying to reallocate some of this money and resources to go towards updating the parts. I despise empty baseball fields. I hate driving by a park with nobody on a baseball diamond and like no offense to anybody like baseballers or softballers or whatever sport that comes out there kickballers like park systems need to be used park amenities need to be used and the number one most used park amenity in the world is guess what brian i say skate park that's right pickleballers are coming up <laughs> so part of it is like hey we if we build it we know that people will be there but it just is, is a giant hurdle to get it built. So once we do that, I think show the, the city of Raleigh that skaters love this stuff, they need this stuff. We won't skate at the Bell Tower, we won't skate at Publix, we won't skate like at the, all these like DIY spots. We have places to do it. Like 
the people are there. This is how they can use it, and it'll make it a home run for everyone because you want people in the parks. We can do that with skate stuff. That's kind of the great part about skate stuff, just beyond just regular skateboarding. It's just a very much more of an entry-level sport. Yeah. Like, you go to things like baseball where it's a little bit more... It takes 17 other people to play a game. It takes 17 other people to play a game with a skateboard. And an umpire. <laughs> it's just you. You just need you and the board or you and some wheels, and you're hanging out. So yeah, it's like, that's, right. that's kind of the great part of it is just... It's even at all ages, anybody can do it. Yeah. And there's always that desire to learn because, yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. So... I mean, just for skateboarders that are listening right now, I know you s mentioned earlier that it's going to be a plaza style. What is like? What can be expected from this park, especially compared to other ones in Apex and Durham? Hmm. Well, here's one thing we don't have. Uh, part of this site is that we can't dig into the ground, so there won't be any bowls. There won't be any subterranean features. Like, the par the city is going to like renovate the heck out of this site. So like, we're doing some testing for them, but we just can't go below ground. Uh, we're going to have ramps. We're going to have entry-level stuff. We're going to have rails. We're going to have boxes. Um, we're going to have spectating spots, too, because that's a big part of it. Like, we want people to be able to hear, come and support, hang out. And really, like, a lot of parents are coming, too. So, like, rather than sitting in your Tahoe in the parking lot watching your 7-year-old, you can be out there listening, being present to, you know, if you're bringing someone on to skate, you can be there with them. There's also businesses nearby. So, like, we're right across from West Street. Layer croissantery, the pink boot, there's diners, there's food, there's a Pilates studio over here. Um, there's a mechanic down here so you can get your oil changed. Like, there's just so much stuff going on rather than like, hey, we have to drive out to the middle of nowhere to do this. We want to have events here too. So like competitions, concerts, fundraisers, you name it. Like we want to make this an event site as well. So like not just having uh, only skating, we want to make it as multi-purpose as possible. And then 55,000 cars pass this site every day. So we're really trying to make this a site for advertising to help pay and improve the park. So that's part of it too. If you're looking for a sponsorship, we've got like a shortcut to get on Capitol Boulevard to get your products, get your companies noticed. Uh, we would put up some fence advertising for you and that'll help us like, you know, bring notoriety to the park, some revenue to the park and get you your name out there at like a really high rate of engagement. And we're currently in the first couple of days of April. Um, that's right. And as you said earlier, that the plans are moving along a lot faster, or a lot, very fast in general. Um, where are you along in the plans, and what can be like expected in the future coming months? Sure. So New Line Design is our designer builder for the park. Um, they are out of Brooklyn and have done a really good job at like modifying the site, building some stuff really unique to the site, working with the site as it is under the, the parameters of the city of Raleigh. Uh, Will Alfin is our general contractor. His office is just down the street, so I'm pointing towards North Raleigh over here. Uh, his company is called Redesign Build, and so they have uh, a, they're managing a lot of our site and um, subs for this project. Wind construction is out here, going to help with paving and, and and getting some stuff built with concrete work out here. So everything is scheduled to be built starting within like five six weeks. A couple of companies are donating their services, contributing to us. So we're like, hey, whenever you can do it, that'd be great. But we're hoping, you know, sometime in May June. We'll be out here skating, testing out, making sure everything works. And then around then, you know, a few weeks after, we'll have like a grand opening celebration. Things will be wide open. It won't be open, I think, 24 hours a day just because we don't have lighting out here. So hopefully, you know, we're opening around like, you know, where there's like the most sunlight hours in the, in the, in the day around, you know, when summer starts. And we'll just like maximize the time out here. That's kind of the timeline we see so far. It's it's floating. We know not to put like a hard number on a date when this is going to be ready and built, but just know like sometime this summer you'll be skating nonstop out here. And just kind of for anybody that wants to stay informed more on the skate park and any developments, where would you uh, plug them to? 
We're super active on Instagram, so SK8 Raleigh is our handle. Uh, we post a lot of stuff there. That's kind of the most live and up-to-date version. So if you're on Instagram, uh, check us out there. Always updating our story, always updating our posts. SkateRally.com is our website with big event stuff. So like all aboard, get your tickets there. Any type of events or you know competitions and stuff like that, that's going to be at our website. We'll put it there. And uh, those are kind of the two channels we do most. Then you can sign up for emails on our website. So do that, and we can send you stuff so you don't miss anything. You don't have to keep checking back. And, um, yeah, we're just, like, trying to rally the masses. There's already a ton of people out here, supporters of the skate park, who don't even skate. So we're just kind of giving the banner to, hey, this is Skate Rally. It's kind of everyone who has a board, has wheels, wants more space to do this. Great. Thank you. And lastly, skate parks are often representative of a city. I mean, for an example that I pulled was Les Coleman Park in New York, sure. based out of Brooklyn, yeah, yeah. which is very like big skate park, and it just represents like that urban environment and just New York City as a whole and the skate culture there. Yeah. What do you want the Conlon Skate Park to represent hmm. Raleigh as? Man, it's maybe something that Raleigh doesn't have at this point, or is like trying to reclaim, and it's really inclusivity. Um, you go to Marsh Creek. You go to any skate park, almost anywhere, and it's a mixture of ages, backgrounds, traditions, ethnicities, abilities. That's the beautiful thing about skating. It's everyone from everywhere kind of coming together with this common ground. I think that's like the biggest hope I have is that this would be a meeting point for so many, from so many places, no matter where they are, and they would feel accepted here, see the community at work here, be supported here. And honestly, like, I don't think Raleigh has this. I know... Uh, they haven't historically, and even as a member of the Wolfpack, like NC State hasn't had this. Like you know, this is this is one of those few places in time where, for a moment, we can kind of all come together for the same purpose, the same cause, the same hope. Let's just skate some more. I know there's bigger stuff than that. Like I hate with our city, we have so many problems about like affordable housing and other things that people like are really on the higher level of hierarchy of needs. But like I think for a moment in time, we could like really fix an issue with, hey, do I belong here? So inclusivity would be like the number one thing of like, anyone can be here. We're not charging the mission. <laughs> we want people just to be here. If they're skating or watching, that's what we want. But feel loved, accepted, know who their people are. That's what makes Raleigh Raleigh is when people feel like, have they, when they have all that, they feel like a place is home. That's what we want for the skate park. Well, thank you so much, Cody. I'm really looking forward to Skate Raleigh and just overall the park in general. Yeah. I've been following it for a little bit now, and I'm very excited to continuously keep following it and seeing it come to life in the summer. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks, Brian. Uh, I want to see you out here. I want to see everyone out here. And uh, go Pack. Up next, Technician News Editors Abigail, Heidi, and Emily share their weekly tidbits. Hello guys, welcome back to Eye on the Triangle. My name is Abigail Ali, and I am the News Editor for Technician, and today I am here with... Hey guys, my name is Heidi, and I am the Assistant News Editor at Technician. Hey, my name is Mary Kay, and I'm the Assistant Copy Desk Chief at Technician. And I'm Emily Vespa, I'm the other Assistant News Editor at Technician. Today, we have brought you news tidbits from around the triangle, and we are going to get into it. This next tidbit is about a bank robbery. <laughs> so, the Raleigh police officers are investigating a bank robbery at First Citizens Bank in downtown Raleigh. Um, this is the second downtown bank robbery in less than a week. 
So to all our listeners, please don't rob a bank. Um, they apparently passed a note to the teller and demanded money, and the teller just complied, which they didn't have a weapon, so I don't exactly know why the teller just gave them money because, I don't know, I mean, maybe they were scared they would have a weapon, but is it even a bank robbery without a weapon? These are the questions that I'm wondering tonight. Those are some really good questions. I think, actually, tellers are just supposed to do what they say because banks probably have, like, good insurance and stuff, and also... When have bank robbers ever gotten away? Except for that one time they hit on Centennial for like six days. But that was just, <laughs> that was just a mistake. That was a fluke. <laughs> that was a fluke in the system. Okay. According to Yelp, Big Mike's Barbecue in Cary has the best barbecue in North Carolina. It was officially declared the best by Insider Magazine. And News and Observer reported that Big Mike's bar- Barbecue has 600 reviews on Yelp, averaging 4.5 stars. Naturally, this news led me to their menu on their website, and some standout items include Texas-style Texas brisket, Big Mike's platter, and sausage and pimento egg rolls. Honestly, for a barbecue place, their menu is really diverse, incorporating ribs, brisket, pulled chicken, and more. And as someone who does not eat meat, a.k.a. me, <laughs> <laughs> they have a veggie platter, a chopped kale salad, and grilled cheese, which is way more options than most barbecue places. So I thought that was pretty dope. But, yeah, just, by the way, Big Mike's is <laughs> apparently really good, and you should check it out. <laughs> I don't know. As our resident Texas girly, I'm a little sus of anyone trying to call something Texas style, so might have to go check it to confirm. So true. As our resident waitress at a barbecue restaurant, <laughs> I'm hurt you'd even do this at all. What do you mean, Yelp? Yelp doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> you delivered that like you were like reading off a script. Like It was like... What do you even mean? What do you I even don't mean? believe you? <laughs> How could you do this to me? I'm so sorry to tell you this, but this is in fact misinformation. Please come visit me at Midwood. Midwood. <laughs> yeah, Midwood Make barbecue. sure you tip generously to your waitress if her name is Heidi Reed. Yes, tip very generously. I like 50% tips and in cash, please. Yes. <laughs> but that is cool that they have pulled chicken because I like barbecue, but I honestly prefer pulled chicken to pulled yeah. pork. So, yeah, and I'm glad they have kale salads and, like, grilled cheese. That sounds good, even though Heidi doesn't like She's giving me the, <laughs> <laughs> the biggest glare because she doesn't like kale. <laughs> I don't like salad at all. One right. and two. Oh, I forgot. Actually, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Yelp has some sort of accuracy. So I'm sure. Fine. Try big mics. <laughs> See if I care. Okay, but in all honesty, a good a good barbecue restaurant hits so different. So like we are gonna have to go check it out. So the Ruth E. Carter Afrofuturism in Costume Design is a new exhibit coming to the North Carolina Museum of Art. Or the Noma, as I like to call it. Um, on March, 12th. she's so unique. <laughs> she's not like other girls. <laughs> on March twelfth, Carter won her second Oscar for costume design, making her the first Black woman to win the award more than once. She has done costumes for many popular movies, most notably Black Panther. And the exhibit will run at the Noma through April first through August sixth, and tickets are on sale now. And also, if you're um under twenty one. Your ticket is free, and usually it's kind of expensive. So maybe hold on to those old driver's license permits if you want to go for free. (laughs) Wow. That's a great tidbit, Heidi. (laughs) Honestly, though, all of the costumes from Black Panther are really cool. So I feel like this would actually be, like, a very interesting exhibit to see. No, all the costumes are really cool. Like, they're really interesting costumes, and they're really intricate, too. So, yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, Yeah, I I think that would be really, really great. (laughs) 
All right. So if you're a fan of country music or you're a fan of women, you should listen up. Shania Twain will be performing in Raleigh on October 18th, and tickets start at $85 each, which for Shania Twain, I think is pretty good. Yeah. And so we have to go. Yeah. Let's go, girls. <laughs> yeah. Let's, Let's go, girls. Go, girls. Let's go. Okay. So for my second tidbit, I have that State Senator Lisa Grafstein Stein is pushing for Senate Bill 225 to be passed. According to News and Observer, this bill would break down standing legislation that prevents municipalities from making their own rent control laws, which is a really big deal as rising rent prices have been a huge discussion in North Carolina cities, especially Raleigh and Charlotte, and across the U.S. as well in other growing cities. I know Technician covered this topic recently because rent prices have been greatly affecting students living near campus and it's kind of pushing them out or forcing them onto um, into the dorms, which is causing overflow. But yeah, I thought this was really interesting. And the unfortunate thing is that the bill is still in the early stages and is currently sitting in rules committee. So we will have to see how far it goes, but keep an eye out on updates for that because... I don't know. It's super relevant right now. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting, Um, especially because, like, I feel like although the Senate is very, like, although both, like, the House and the General Assembly are very Republican, like, if this were to be passed, it would mean that, like, maybe not all local um, governments would choose to enact rent yeah, exactly. like, control, but I would think that, like, you know, Charlotte or, the like, the cities. bigger cities where they're also primarily, like, liberal would be able to enact it which is honestly where i feel like a lot of rent control could help so that could be really awesome if they make that happen also most of the bigger cities that are liberal that would like likely to make that happen like raleigh like charlotte Asheville, like that's where a lot of college students live true really helpful for us yeah it really would and it's nice because it doesn't like force Mm -hmm. like you were saying it doesn't force everybody to enforce rent control it just gives the option to the different cities that Mm -hmm. actually need it Okay, so Bring Your Own Vinyl is at Ruby's at Five Points in Durham every Tuesday at 6 p.m. And if you are anything like me, you think your music taste is better than everyone else's and you want to force other people to listen to your music. So if you also enjoy hearing other people's taste, you should do all of this at Ruby's at Five Points in Durham every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Um, it is a really cool bar. It's also like a record store, so that's cool. And the event is hosted by a bartender and the host of Bring Your Own Vinyl for over a year, I think his name is Jafar. Jafar, Jafar? I don't. I might be saying that wrong. Jaffer, but he brings maybe? his own records. But usually he focuses on your taste. So go check it out. Woo! I'm gonna bring my Drake record um, to play one dance. I was thinking of bringing Mumbo Number Five. Oh, really? okay, good. Because I had in my head that oh, I would bring Sweep It Psycho. Um, that could work. That could all work. This is good. What about Suit and Tie? Can someone tote that along? Yeah, I think I have that. Or one. Cotton Eye Joe. Okay, mm-hmm. that one might get a little rowdy. Like that's really risky because you know how people get when they hear Cotton Eye. Yeah, they just like yeah. start dancing really they get aggressively. Very yeah. Last yeah. time if the it's police a tight were space, called on me. Yeah, yeah, no, that like I remember when I accidentally incited a mob doing the. Yeah, Cotton we'll Eye bring Joe, that, so. but that's for like emergencies only. Yeah. I also have the unreleased Taylor Swift song "Thug Story," um, so I'll bring that too. Oh my god. Who? <laughs> 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 okay, guys, that is all we have for you this week. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. that is all for today's episode i want to thank cody charlin for speaking on skate raleigh 
If you're interested in learning more about Skate Raleigh, I would recommend checking out their upcoming fundraiser, All Aboard. It's April 16th at the Union Station in Raleigh. They're also active on social media if you want to stay in the loop of future pop-ups or triangle skating news. I hope everyone has a lovely rest of their evening. As always, you can catch more episodes of Eye on the Triangle on WKNC slash podcast. Tune in next Sunday at 6 p.m. here on WKNC 88.1 for an Eye on the Triangle interview with the Raleigh City Farm. Thank you. Music for today's episode has been Fractal of Light by Chris Hogan, licensed under the YouTube Audio Library.